Welcome to the Whole Indie Show, your home for your weekly slice of indie goodness. So it's natural that I ask myself, is this a risk I'm willing to take? And the answer, absolutely. If you know something about me, you know that I am trying to change the wave of the future. Jesus was change with Innocence, once lost, can never be regained. Darkness, once gazed upon, can never be lost. All things truly wicked start from innocence. Because I want to see you, see me, smash her up. Come and play. What I want is Brian Danielson's head on a stick. This is my challenge to everybody on the independent scene, and that's to fly. Try to be the best in the world. With your hosts, Sandro Latelpa. And Ashley Richardson. And welcome back, everybody, to another week of the whole indie show, providing your weekly slice of indie goodness. Because I'm doing it at the start this week. And as ever, this is uh, Ashley here, and uh, joining me as per usual, Sandro. And yeah, not a lot's happened this week, has it, Sandro? <laughs> <laughs> uh, pretty much. Well, there were a few things that occurred over the weekend. With uh, well, we'll get to that in the results, but something did occur. In- Pretty big within the last several hours, and let's not waste any time here. Yeah, so I don't know. I was I, I was prepping because uh, we've got the interview with TJ Marconi coming up uh, in our second part, and I was prepping. Then all of a sudden, I see on my Twitter feed Larry Mercer tweeting an image saying. Uh, Larry Mercer coming to Destination America. And I'm like, wait, is he signed with TNA or something? <laughs> and then I was looking and then I noticed Ring of Honor on Destination America starting June 3rd. Yes, kids, that's next week. And then more and more pictures like Adam Cole and the Bucks and the Briscoes. And it's like, this isn't a joke. This is actually happening. What? <clears throat> it's it, it. It might say quite a lot about all the issues that have been had over the past week regarding Impact and uh, Destination America. But, but basically, uh, I've just worked out that. Uh, Wednesdays are probably the worst time now for us to do a podcast, Sandra. Because <laughs> we've got NXT, we've got Lucha Underground, we've got TNA, we've now got Ring of Honor, we've got, even if you count online, I think AAW puts their shows up on Wednesdays if they do. Uh, Smash Wrestling puts up their shows on Wednesdays. Uh, CWF Mid-Atlantic's 
TV shows are going up on Wednesdays on their YouTube page. Bloody hell. <laughs> <laughs> Can we have a break, please, people? That's too much wrestling. Yeah, this this was really unexpected. Nobody saw this coming. I was really shocked when I was at work, and I then I was checking on my Twitter, and then I saw the plugs, the uh, Ring of Honor, and then some of the talents that were mentioning. I'm like, holy shit. This is... Uh, <laughs> Unexpected. This is good news for them. Um, obviously, with the latest reports, of course, that uh, Destination America more than likely will cancel TNA in the, in the fall. But uh, the thing is, not that many people know, but this uh, Ring of Honor deal is only for about six months. Uh, reading somebody the- wow. in the short term, yeah. Uh, the deal is they Ring of Honor has a deal with uh, Destination, Destination America for 26 episodes. Now, the this will not have any issues with their Sinclair broadcasting version because it will pretty much be the, the exact same show. Yeah, from what I can tell, it will air first on the Sinclair networks over the weekends and then we'll add the the Wednesday after those weekends, uh, basically a sort of very similar to, I guess, the way Impact is done over here, in which that it's aired on a Sunday, but I think they also repeat it like the following Tuesday where it used to be shown. So people that can't see it the first time around can catch it again. Okay, the situation here is a bit different, because obviously Sinclair is a completely different network, so it's a different channel altogether. But in essence, it's similar. People, you know, people who already have Ring of Honor can uh, see it first still at the weekends. But for those who don't, but do have access to Destination America, it's giving them an opportunity to see it. And as quite a lot of people are correctly saying, you know, looking back at it. TNA's move from Spike to Destination America is by far a step down. Ring of Honor's move to uh, add Destination America to the you know the the stations that they are broadcasting their programming off is clearly a step up. Now, obviously, there might be certain people saying, "Well, with TNA was announced to be on Destination America, everybody crapped on it, but now that Ring of Honor is on the same station, now everybody's cheering." What was the difference? Like Ash had mentioned, this is a pretty big step up for Ring of Honor. For one, um, for certain areas that don't have Sinclair broadcasting television, they might have an opportunity to see it on a somewhat bigger uh, network, in a way. Uh, from what I read on some of the reports, uh, among some of the new markets that have Desti- Destination America include Chicago, Los Angeles, Philadelphia, and of course, New York. Uh, just reading more information about this. Um, from all accounts, TNA was unaware of this deal until it came down earlier today, and therefore talent was not alerted ahead of time. MVP was vocal <clears throat> in tweeting out that he wasn't aware of any talent being notified and uh, proceeded to post his booking information for independent promoters. <laughs> TNA, was ho- wow. TNA was holding a conversation a, uh, conference call with the talent and we are awaiting news on the conference call 
and what was said. The yeah, the, the interesting detail to that conference call is it was supposed to be, I believe, of Rockstar Spud hyping up uh, Slammiversary coming in a few weeks, but got cancelled because they wanted to use it to address all the talent regarding what happened. Uh, TNA was holding a... Oh, no, excuse me. Uh, the timing of the deal for Ring mm. of Honor works out very well as a means to promote their upcoming pay-per-view on Friday, June 19th and broadcast mm. to a new audience in the new markets they were available in through this deal. The debut show next Wednesday will feature matches from the recent tapings in Toronto involving talent from both Ring of Honor and New Japan Pro Wrestling. Ring of Honor has been kept has kept these talks very quiet internally, and I was told that the deal was officially signed this morning. Uh, of course, all this information I got was from the people from the Fight Network. Um, I believe I have Destination America on my uh, cable provider, but uh, it, I need to like upgrade it to like Go Package or whatever. You need to pay more money. However, I think no. I think there is an option where I can add one channel and it will only cost ninety nine cents additional to my regular cable bill. So uh -oh. if that's the if that's the option I have, then I will definitely order it. Now, yeah, because the other little twist as well is apparently this has been in the works for months. From what, from one of, I don't know if it was because everybody's been going it. Uh, PW Insider, obviously Wrestling Observer, which of course people will say, oh, they've got ulterior motives because of lawsuits and whatever. Well, considering they're all sort of coming out with different info, uh, it's it's pretty interesting to get the full picture. Yeah, from what I've heard, today was always supposed to be the day that they were going to announce this. Yeah, they confirmed a few weeks back that if a deal was to be done, it was going to be announced today, I guess, in a week's advance to next week. And of course, uh, you know, ever since this news was released, I've noticed on my Twitter a few of the current uh, TNA talents, uh, they weren't really negative about it. They were more happy about it because, uh, of course, the New Ring of Honor show will be airing at 8 o'clock Eastern time. And it will basically be a lead-in for Impact, which is two hours. And majority of the TNA talent, uh, except MVP, of course, uh, they were happy about it. And they were plugging, you know, saying that uh, this is great for all wrestling fans. You have different products in a three-hour time space. And, you know, this is a win for all wrestling fans. Yeah, and I, I think it was PW Insider again, basically saying the reason why Destination America have done this regardless of whether they're cancelling TNA or, or not, is they want their channel to be a destination, no pun intended, for wrestling. So, uh, well, basically, we'll see what happens in the upcoming months for the Ring of Honor television. It should be very interesting to see what the uh, ratings will come about for the next six months. And... Uh, you know, if the Ring of Honor TV uh, program does better than the TNA show, maybe they might get a renewal for that uh, Destination America channel, but we'll have to wait and see. But this was definitely the biggest news uh, possibly of this whole week. The added twist to this, though, is the news that actually came earlier in the week in that 
apparently Samoa Joe is going to be back in Ring of Honor for TV tapings on June the 20th. Yes. I don't know whether this is now going to have to be changed because the usual standard NXT contract is that you don't appear on any televised shows. You can you can appear on shows that you're obviously pre-booked for because Samoa Joe's got a lot coming up over the next few weeks. But then we've heard reports that the deal that he's on is a special one where he's still going to be able to do indie dates along with his time on NXT. Mm-hmm. Now, the question is, does this mean the TV tapings thing? Well, and if, if, you know, if Joe was aware of this and Triple H was aware of this, conspiracy theories will be spreading right across the internet. But, uh, yeah, I just, you know, and the other big stuff from, uh, Ring of Honor as well, they've announced a couple of matches. You know, speaking of Samoa Joe for the TV tapings, he will apparently be teaming up with AJ Styles to take on uh, the addiction of Daniels and Kazarian as part of those tapings. I'm wondering now whether that will still be happening on the show, but whether it won't be actually televised. Or will just be like a dark match, possibly, for the fans in attendance. Or, of course, if it's put up like as a free match on Ring of Honor's YouTube channel or whatever. Because I don't think they can do... I don't know whether WWE can do much about a free match that's put on line. It's obviously not on broadcast television. I don't, I mean, I'm not sure. But the really tasty one is the War of the Worlds rematch, from what I vaguely remember. Yeah, War of the Worlds Night 2 rematch for Best in the World pay-per-view. As you previously mentioned, Sandro, coming in uh, three weeks. Yeah, three weeks. And it will be the kingdom of Taven, Bennett, and Cole taking on the Bullet Club of AJ and the Young Bucks. So yeah, apparently Ring of Honor wanted to go crazy this week. <laughs> uh, yeah, apparently so. And uh, yeah, even though uh, Joe has been announced for the uh, TV tapings after the pay per view, now with this new television deal, um, who knows? That could change. Uh, he's already taken more extra bookings throughout until August, as far as I know. Uh, <laughs> I, I don't know. It's just, it's just so crazy with this whole thing. But, uh, I mean, it wouldn't surprise me if uh, Triple H, Triple H uh, tries to put the, the axe on that uh, TV deal that, uh, with the Ring of Honor tapings in New York. But who knows? But it's, it's just going to be a lot of... Uh, Great things happening. Definitely. And in another little word, sort of Ring of Honor news, but also uh, possibly that man called Phil Brooks news, which will please some people. Um, Chris from uh, Figure Toy, Figures Toys Company uh, posted in the Ring of Honor Reddit about uh, the action figures. Uh, that uh, the first series apparently uh, is coming soon. There's going to be some news about it, and that two more figures are going to be launched alongside it, 
which will be a legend series, and the other will feature current free agent and indie wrestling stars. Um, Compton's made his official announcement on Twitter. And uh, Chris adds, quote, I can't say without hyperbole that we have some major names officially signed for this. I think fueling the Phil Brooks stuff, and not just any sort of Phil Brooks stuff, I think some of it is... CM Punk Ring of Honor 2006 time before he signed with WWE because I think there's a classic uh, there's a classic Steen that's apparently coming out a uh, classic Generico figure you know, it, it's not just the the current roster of Ring of Honor talents there's going to be some <clears throat> you know former uh, Ring of Honor talents as well as part of the stuff but news will still be coming over the upcoming weeks. But keep a track of, I guess, the Ring of Honor Reddit or Figures Toy Company and whatever. To get even more crazy news, the Ring of Honor, they're getting action figures. Yeah, that sounds good for Ring of Honor. And uh, I know they they released, the, the, I guess, the prototypes with some of the current roster, which was, mm-hmm. uh, you know, that's pretty good. And uh, you know we'll see how well they do in the in the sales department with that. So, the last little bit of news from me is an interesting little tidbit from CMWL, which apparently got quite a lot of social media pissed for some reason. So this weekend uh, was. Uh, CMWL's Dragon Mania show. And one of the matches featured uh, Magnus. And don't worry, kids, it's not that Magnus. It's the, I don't know, I guess uh, Luchador? Uh, He's one of the many cousins in wrestling that's uh, related to uh, the the original Sin Cara. Yeah. Just to be clear, that's what I'm trying to say. He's got a mask on. Just to be clear, though, uh, this was not a CML show. This was an Ultimate Dragon show, but uh, CML lets them uh, use that event in uh, Arena Mexico. Okay. Right. Um, But yeah, Magnus uh, decided to wear face paint, which was very similar to a certain Pentagon Junior of AAA. Which then saw a whole load of people, fans and wrestlers themselves, like Phoenix and uh, I think Pentagon Senior, uh, noting that it's another case of, you know, AAA being ripped off. Magnus's response that... Magnus's response was that it was an homage. And the best thing is, uh, I guess he did the Taylor Swift. Because when people got angry at him, he basically acted like he didn't really care about it. And people were just making a mountain out of a molehill. So yeah, he, even, um, even Lucha Libre can get social media going angry. Okay, that's pretty ridiculous. 
<laughs> because last year Volador Jr. was doing on every show, he was wearing like different attires. He was wearing like superhero styles attires and mm-hmm. and and uh, and uh, face paint as well. And I remember the fans over there were praising Volador Jr. and I don't recall them like getting mad at him. And this was before the the Pentagon Jr. gimmick it was even introduced. So I think this is pretty stupid on their part. Uh, yeah, I guess it's it uh, social media, so don't get your hopes up. <laughs> I, I guess they have a short-term memory. Yeah. Uh, something I need to mention as well. Um, good old High Spots are having a big $5 DVD sale over, I think, I don't know if it's just this weekend or the next few weeks. So you just check out uh, highspots.com and you'll see the big banner with the $5 stuff. Uh, it, and there's a lot of stuff there. There is some WWE DVDs, uh, there, which are ridiculously cheap, which are pretty good deals. But in terms of indie stuff, you've got a heck of a lot. You've got, uh, Glow, you've got Ring of Honor, you've got Omega, you've got PWG, you've got a couple of Shine shows, uh, some of the early Evolve shows, uh, FIP from Florida and some DG USA stuff. There's plenty of uh, goods. I, I think there's at least, I'd say, 15 to 20 PWG shows in there. And I think about a dozen Dragon Gate ones, from what I can remember off the top of my head, and quite a few Ring of Honor ones, including compilation ones like uh, uh, Daniels and all that. I think there's also there's an FIP CM Punk one. Could be interesting. But yeah, they're all five dollars. So uh, if you got some money, I suggest you spend it on there at high spots. Definitely. Uh, Sandra, is there any news from you? <coughs> uh, I guess just one bit of news, and uh, this is from the uh, Wrestling Observer newsletter. Uh, they're reporting that uh, Biff Busick, Drew Gulak, and Chuck Taylor are scheduled to be, well, to have. Excuse me. Uh, WWE tryouts at some point next month. Ooh. Well, that's worrying. <laughs> <laughs> that's uh, that's pretty cool for Busick and Gulak. And uh, to be honest, I was really surprised to hear that uh, also Chuck Taylor will also, would also get that yeah. opportunity. The only reason I'm saying it's worrying is that means we're not going to see the grenade anymore. I'm going to miss that. <laughs> No. <laughs> well, I do remember that he had an opportunity to be like a commentator or something, but uh, uh, I, I guess that didn't work out. Uh, but uh, he's getting an opportunity to be a talent, so, you know, definitely wish them uh, the best of luck. Definitely. Uh, hope all goes well if the rumors are to be believed. <clears throat> so, uh, results. Oh, my God. Uh, quite a lot to go through. Uh, I I was thinking of going through uh, all the major results from the best of the Super Junior stuff from New Japan. Only issue is this five nights worth of stuff, so nope. Uh, I guess all you need to know in terms of uh, the standings is uh, it currently stands in block A that uh, in the lead is Kylo Riley, 
was six points through uh, three wins and no losses. Uh, on four points, Argado, uh Hang on. Forgotten his full name. Barbaro Cannavario uh, and uh, Rasuke Taguchi, who all have two wins and one loss. Uh, then with one wins and two losses, you've got Liger, Beretta and uh, Chase Owens. And uh, Yohei Komatsu is zero and three so far in terms of his stuff. So, yeah, I, I guess in some essence. Uh, oh, and that I guess that's the big surprise. Because uh, ch- I was thinking Owens's victory would come against Komatsu, you know, in terms of uh, the young boys not going over. Turns out Chase Owens actually beat Liger on the day of recording Wednesday night five of the of the show, of the uh, the event the tournament or whatever well um unfortunately it's going to be going crazy <laughs> well unfortunately there were there was bad news uh that yeah, occurred block B definitely on uh, night 2 uh Alex Shelley has been pulled of the uh, tournament because he suffered uh, both ligament damage and chip fracture in his left foot uh, while uh, competing in the match he had against uh, David Finley yeah, in Kurgan Hall. As well, on the first night that was. So, um, obviously due to uh, his absence, all the rest of his schedule, the opponents will automatically claim two points and all of the non-matches he was scheduled to compete in will be changed as well. Um, not sure how long he's going to be out. Uh, could be quite some time. It, it's it's a damn shame that he got hurt uh, in such of uh, unfortunate timing. But uh, definitely wish uh, Alex Shelley the the best and uh, speed of recovery. Definitely. Uh, in terms of that block now, if you take out uh, Shelley, because obviously uh, with his injury, uh, currently uh, Tiger Mask. Mascara Dorada and uh, Kashida are all on six points with three wins and one loss. Uh, Rocky Romero and Bobby Fish are both on four points with uh, two wins and one loss. Then Nick Jackson is next, also on four points, but he has two wins and two losses. So he's had one more match compared to the rest. And uh, unsurprisingly, Finley is zero and three. He's still yet to win a match. <clears throat> and probably more than likely won't now. His best chance, as it turns out, was against Alex Shelley, but Shelley got injured afterwards. Uh, but yeah, best wishes to Shelley and his recovery, and uh, we'll continue on with that next week when uh, we get closer to find out who... Because the winner of this goes to Dominion, don't they, to challenge Omega, I think? Yeah. So that should be good. Looking forward to that. Uh, sticking with the international feel, uh, the AAA Lucha World Cup happened, uh, which I did catch quite a lot of, uh, but I don't want to go into full details again just because of the time we've got coming up. So uh, in the quarterfinals, we saw the dream team of Alberto... Mysterio and Mysticis beating uh, Team 
Is it Noah of Katoge, Ishimori, and Takayama? Yeah, Team Noah. Team Noah uh, with the Mystica on Ishimori from uh, Mr. C's. Then, in somewhat of a surprise, uh, ACH, Brian Cage, and Moose beat Texano, Junior, Psycho Clown, and uh, El de Fantasm. Although the really confusing thing here was the finish. So, uh, Brian Cage powerbombs Texano Jr. with about two seconds left in terms of the time. Uh, But I think, yeah, Cage went for a pinfall, but Texano rolled through into... uh, a roll-up, and AAA won. But they didn't win because the time limit draw happened. So it was unclear as to who actually won. Because I think the referee took about four minutes. And I think it took Conan to come out to basically say what needed to be done. Okay, here's the thing. I didn't see the show, but I saw some of the highlights of the entire show. And mm-hmm. I saw the ending of this match. So what happened was the referee... Okay, for some reason, uh, they shuffled all the referees in different matches. So the referee yeah. for this match was the referee from Noah, who who's Japanese and doesn't understand English or Spanish, as far as I know. So he gets put in the match with the American team and the Mexican team, and he's Japanese. So... Well... <laughs> so Cage is his powerbomb. Uh, as the time goes off, right as it hits zero, the ref already hits the three count. So he's under the impression that, well, I just already hit the three count with he thinking that, you know, seconds to spare. So, you know, the American team wins. And uh, somebody from the, uh, I think from the commentary table had to explain to him, I'm assuming the rules and what had just occurred. So... Because of that, uh, they, they had to do the uh, the sudden death match, basically. Mm-hmm. So it was one on one. It was a uh, uh, Brian Cage, and, yeah, yeah, Brian Cage and Tejano, and of course Brian Cage wins the match. So In about that was seconds. Yeah, that was a, <laughs> you know that was pretty. Uh, I think they should have informed him because I thought there was some miscommunication there. But anyways. <laughs> Uh, then we saw the Legends team of Dr. Wagner Jr., Blue Demon Jr., and Sola beat uh, Team All Japan, Kenzo Suzuki, Masamune, and Tiger Mask Free. And then uh, Johnny Mundo, Ken Anderson, and Matt Hardy beating Angelico, Drew Galloway, and El Macias, which went to a time limit draw again, but it was Mundo getting the win. Uh, over Galloway, but uh, basically the fans didn't like this one until Angelico did stuff, in which case they absolutely went crazy, and also El Macias. Uh, I've also realized that uh, Vampiro will never do pay-per-view commentary, (laughs) ever, because the amount of times he was swearing on pay-per-view was like, well, let's hope the kids aren't watching Vampire. Yeah, I heard he was uh, going nuts on the commentary. 
he got pissed at some of the stuff that was happening. Clearly, Keyfabe as well. It was like the referee's doing a shit job. It was like I, I don't know. I think from from what I've read, I think he was. I think he meant it. Uh, yeah, that's what that's what I meant. That he's doing a shit job. Not like Keyfabe. It's like this guy, you know, needs to chop his hands off and then work out how to put them back together. Yeah, you know, something, something to that extent. Um. So then, uh, the semi-finals saw uh, Dream Team beat uh, Ring of Honor Lucha uh, with uh, making Moose submit to the armbar. Mm-hmm. There you go. Moose is beatable. But you already knew that. There you go. Um, and then somewhat of a surprise, uh, Team TNA Lucha Underground beat the Legends. Uh, with Mundo again getting the victory. So your final is uh, Alberto Del Rio, Rey Mysterio, and Sin Cara versus Matt Hardy, Mr. Kennedy, and John Morrison. Basically, they gave you a WWE match. Teddy Long is secretly working in AAA. <laughs> anyway, regardless... Uh, uh, actually, it's worth mentioning, during those semifinals, Jeff Jarrett was at the commentary table. I don't know why, he was just there. Yeah, apparently he was a <clears throat> scouting talent. <clears throat> he was scouting Moose to see whether it was worthy of him being in the main event against Tyrus. Or whatever name they're giving Tyrus now. Um... So in the third place match, uh, ACH, Brian Cage, and Moose actually beat the Legends, uh, which apparently went straight to overtime rules. They didn't even bother with a 15-minute, I think. Basically because I think the show was going too long. Uh, But ACH beat uh, Blue Demon Jr. with 4.50, but time actually ran out. And then Cage beat uh, Dr. Wagner clean. And apparently, Wagner got stretched out with neck injury. Yeah, they're claiming that uh, he got uh, hurt because uh, Cage uh, hit an F5. And uh, they claim he uh, <laughs> he got hurt when he landed, which I saw the footage. And it looked like he landed pretty normal to me. So I think they're just uh, exaggerating this whole thing. I don't know if this is just uh, Wagner's, um, you know, doing this on his own. Or maybe it was... Uh, uh, some of the bookers, I don't know, but I thought that was pretty ridiculous. But uh, at the same time, there are they are having their next uh, pay-per-view for AAA with uh, the main event of Alberto taking on Cage for the AAA title. Maybe they were doing that as to build him up as this big monster that can hurt people. That's possibly my only explanation of why they did this. But uh, hopefully that is the case and not just, you know, Wagner going on his own, you know. I never know. Yes. And then the final, uh, it went to <clears throat> the third overtime period. But eventually the Dream Team was victorious over Team TNA Lucha with uh, Rey Mysterio uh, managing to do a top rope head scissors roll with just about enough time. And uh, Ray dedicated the win, obviously, to Pero Guerrero Jr. 
Uh, in terms of actual like awards to give out, which apparently they do. Uh, and Helico got best dive in the night for uh, over the ring post Tope Conjiro. Uh, best trio was the Dream Team. Who knew? Considering they won it, what? It's a stupid idea. Uh, Rey Mysterio was MVP. <clears throat> Does that mean he's now taking indie bookings? Um, but yeah, the, the the main issue with the show is it went four hours. <laughs> I can see why it was an eye pay per view now. And notice, and notice there was no buffer match in between any of the rounds. This was the whole tournament <clears throat> from start to finish. There was a f- sort of five-minute backstage interviews that had already been pre-recorded with Hugo Savinovich interviewing like uh, Angelico. Oh, that's funny because like that. that's funny because he was on commentary that whole time. Ringside. <laughs> yeah, but what it was, the, the things that were recorded, I guess, earlier in the afternoon before the show was happening. Oh, uh, because it was an empty anyways. arena. <clears throat> Um, my only thing was there were too many overtimes in the in the whole tournament. Yeah, I think if they kept the overtimes for the last match, I think that would have been fine. But I thought they overdid it. That's just me. I heard really good things about the show in general. Uh, looking forward to seeing it. Uh, um, I did hear in the semifinals that Rey Mysterio did had some interaction with ACH, which I'm really looking forward to seeing. And uh, ACH was, was just hilarious throughout this entire show. If you saw the footage, anytime they came out, <laughs> yeah, um, he was being carried out by either Moose or, or Brian Cage, which is hilarious. And um, when uh, his team got their awards, uh, once he has his awards on his neck, he was already dancing, which is hilarious. <laughs> um, interesting thing though, um, once that uh, the last main event ended on the uh, English feed, they immediately cut it out. So if you had the English feed, you did not see the uh, the award ceremony. Yeah, they they didn't. Bo- Matt Striker just gave up. <laughs> and Piero was swearing too much. So somebody must have messed up. I don't know, but uh, it was pretty freaking obvious that uh, the Dream Team was going to win the whole thing. That was so obvious from the start. Uh, that being said, I don't have an issue with that. I think this was smart to get people to come to the show and and order the show whether it was on internet pay-per-view or even pay-per-view if uh, you were living in Mexico because this show was also uh, being viewed in pay-per-view television so this was pretty smart on their end uh, there's a possibility they could do it as an annual event but uh, we'll see what happens at some point next year and uh, you know if they bring in more talents from other promotions that's, that's pretty cool definitely have to see what happens in future. It certainly seems to go well for him, regardless of the four-hour time and Vampiro swearing a lot. Anyway, uh, I think next we'll go over AIW and their stuff. So uh, Friday was night one of J-Lit, and there were a few issues with it. So uh, uh, the first match saw Lewis Linden beat Tyler Thomas with a submission. Uh, the next batch was supposed to be Alessandro Del Bruno versus Jennifer Blake. But neither were apparently able to make it due to travel issues. Yeah, so the, instead, the Yeah, good old Border Patrol. We, we know, yeah, we've got more people to blame now. Bloody hell. 
not allowing people south or north of the border. What the hell? Anyway, uh, it, instead in its place, uh, Matt Cross beat Joshua Singh with the Shooting Star Press. Uh, Josh Prohibition uh, defeated Dick Justice with a chokeout. Davey Vega victorious over Hardy Lovelace with the Orange Crush Backbreaker. DJ Z beat Alex Daniels with the Armbar. Athena beat Flip Kendrick with the O-Face. Uh, BJ Whitmer beat Doug Gilbert with the Exploded Suplex. Cedric Alexander victorious over Colin Delaney with the Sunset Flip. Nick Gage beat Eric Ryan with a Yakuza kick. Uh, Tracy Williams victorious over Little Guido with a Crucifix. Uh, it was then announced that uh, Tyson Dukes wasn't able to be in the tournament either due to family issues. And uh, it was also revealed that Alexia and Nicole wouldn't be able to make it to Girls Night Out the following day, again due to border issues. Dear Lord. You Border Patrol people are being bastards now, aren't you? <clears throat> so your last two matches saw Two Gold Scorpio beating Cheech and uh, Raymond Rowe beating Ricky Shane Page with the death row. So then, uh, following on to Saturday, uh, we have uh, AOW's Girls' Night Out 15, which, uh, again... Uh, Jennifer and Alexa couldn't make it as previously mentioned uh, the show opened with Raylin beating Angel Dust with a kick to the side of the head uh, Mary Dobson beat Marty Bell with a spit leg and moonsault and the team of Mary Elizabeth Monroe and Taylor Hendricks beat the social network of Annie Social and Heidi Lovelace after Hendricks pinned Lovelace after Monroe hit a superplex <clears throat> then out comes Ethan Page and he says, you know, how so many people have had border issues. He's got his tights on and says that how he debuted for AIW on Girls Night Out 6, which is a weird fact. So he challenges Tyler Thomas to a match. Uh, Ethan Page getting the win with it with a spinning Dwayne. So then uh, we had the match people wanted to see but didn't happen uh, because Candice LeRae apparently missed her flight. Which is a bit of a shame to be honest. <clears throat> Especially considering, you know, her partner was actually there that night. You thought they get the connect they thought they get flights together or something, I don't know. Uh anyway, uh Jenny Rose was exorious over Annie Social replacing Candice with an O'Connor role while holding onto the tights. So uh Annie Social doing double duty uh, Alison Kay, victorious over Mia Yim with a roll-up. <clears throat> so then we had the dream partner match. Uh, Vader Scott unsurprisingly chose Josh Alexander, and Athena, somewhat unsurprisingly, also chose Ricky Shane Page. Uh, but Vader and Alexander won after Alexander hit the spinning tombstone, and then Vader Scott pinned Athena after Alexander finished her off to get the win. And then the main event was your student showcase match with Alex Daniels, Kaplan and Brian Carson beating Joshua Singh, Frankie Fling and Ryan Fairley. Apparently uh, Ryan did injure himself during the match and was taken to the back. And then afterwards, uh, Joshua Singh got beaten up by, by the Iron Curtain and Sting then challenged them to a match at Absolution. 
Uh, I should mention. Guessing that's a, a team rather than just one on like four. Uh, I should mention really quickly that that match will not be the actual main event on the uh, the video release. Uh, that's going to be as a, a bonus feature, basically. Yeah, it was the main event for the and, night, but it won't be for the. And DVD. Uh, apparently, th- those in attendance, uh, majority of the people that were there were either friends slash families of the of the talents that were in the the tryout match, basically. Which is why when I heard the reports that that was the match that everybody was getting psyched for, it was a bit of a shame. Yeah, it is. <clears throat> so then Jail at Night 2, following on from that. Uh, in the second round, we had Josh Brush and meet Matt Cross with back-to-back drunken drivers. Uh, DJZ beat Cedric Alexander with a roll-up with a tights. Tracy Williams beat Athena with a pile driver. Uh, Raymond Rowe to beat Nick Gage with back-to-back death rows. Uh, Davey Vega beat BJ with a roll-up. Uh, post-match, Whitmer kicked Vega in the groin and powerbombed him for a table. <clears throat> Ouch. Uh, Lewis Linden beat Two Cold Scorpio, again holding on to the tights. Uh, so that's your, that's your second round done. Uh, then Samoa Joe beat Johnny Gagano with the muscle buster in non-tournament action. Uh, then Tim Donce came out to cut a promo until Nick Gage interrupted. <clears throat> and then Donce revealed that he's going to be coming back at Absolution X to take on Nick fucking Gage. I guess that doesn't make sense, though. It is the battle of the fuckings, isn't it, Sandra? Uh, yeah, it is. And uh, you know what? Uh, I was really surprised when I heard this. And I'm pretty sure Dante isn't brushing this whole thing. I, I'm pretty sure he knows what he's doing. And I, I'm guessing that he was given clearance, that he, he was able to compete in uh, professional mm-hmm. wrestling. So, you know what? Um, uh, I'm, I'm already psyched on that show, and that match is going to be crazy. Uh, then, Freddy Krueger beat Dick Justice with a claw hold. Uh yeah, that was uh, Doug Gilbert in the in the getup. Um, I don't care. So, Freddy Cougar. Really? Something, <laughs> so, something I want to mention really quickly on the first night when uh, he had his uh he w- when he had his match in the tournament, uh he went on and on on the mic and a lot of people had no clue what the hell he was talking about and uh, a lot of people were not into it. I'm not surprised. <laughs> um, they then announced that David Vega's out of the tournament because of injury, so Lewis Linden gets a bye through to the finals. Uh, the, two, the two other semifinals then happen with Josh Prohibition beating DJZ with the Duncan Driver and Raymond Rowe beating Tracy Williams with the Death Row. Uh, then your two title matches, uh, Josh Alexander retaining the Absolute Championship against Ethan Page with a tombstone. Afterwards, the Duke run in and continued the beatdown with Ricky Shane Page making the save and Page super kicking a chair into the Duke's face. And then Ricky Shane Page vows to win the absolute title and make Alexander bleed. First blood match, me thinks. Then for the tag belts, to Infinity and Beyond retained against the FBI after Delaney pinned Smothers. And interestingly, Guido and Tracy Smothers did throw pizza into the crowd. 
There you go. And then in your <clears throat> JLIT final uh, with Prohibition, Lyndon and Rowe, uh, Lyndon was the first to go, eliminated by Prohibition with a drunken driver. And then Raymond Rowe beats Josh Prohibition with a drunken driver of his own on Josh to get the win. And uh, Raymond Rowe is your JLIT 2015 champion. Yeah, that was unexpected. Um, now he gets an automatic title shot at the absolute title. Um, not sure what happened, but my guess is that he's going to be in—he's going to put himself in the uh, the title match that's already signed with uh, Josh Alexander and Rick Shane Page to to make it a three-way match. That's that's what I'm thinking. Mm-hmm. And you know, speaking of uh, absolution, I've heard that the tickets has been selling very well. So that, that's good, good news. Good to hear. Right. Uh, with that, we've run out of time. We've still got more results to do, so we'll have to do that in the final segment because coming up in just a few minutes, uh, we're going to be having a pretty, I'm hoping, a pretty good interview with uh, TJ Marconi. We've got a lot, a lot to talk about since he was last on because this guy... He's keeping himself busy, especially over the next couple of weeks. We'll go through all of that. And probably we might talk about other things. Might get his view on this whole Ring of Honor craziness that's happened this past few days uh, as well. Uh, So check it out. More of the whole indie show coming up after this break. Hey guys, it's me, Mr. Money on the Mic, Jeff Jackson. And I want to take a moment to let you guys know that personally, I appreciate the support that we've had here on the SNS Radio Network over the years. And I'm here to tell you about a new way that you can help us out and show your support for the SNS Radio Network. We now have a way for you to uh, donate to the SNS Radio Network. If you go to the SNSRadioNetwork.com main page, scroll down, there is now a donate button on the page. Now, I'm not saying you have to donate to us, but your donation is very appreciated as we do a lot of hard work on the SNS Radio Network. It's been a lot of our time and our own money to make sure that you guys have uh, entertaining podcasts and live shows on the SNS Radio Network. So to those who have donated so far, on behalf of the SNS Radio Network, we appreciate you and your continued support. And for those that will donate in the future, again, we thank you for your support of the SNS Radio Network. 
www.snsradionetwork.com, providing you with free podcasts since 2010. fan of the SNS radio network want to keep up with what's going on with all the personalities and radio shows on the SNS network well, let me tell you how you can check out the Facebook group over at www.facebook.com slash groups slash SNS radio network on Twitter follow us at SNS radio network you can follow me Mr. Money on the Mic Jeff Jackson at SNS underscore jj a one these are just a few ways to keep up with all the happenings going on on the sns radio network hey there listeners of the sns radio network my wife here now, as most of you listeners know, I happen to promote my own albums every now and again, and the latest one is now available. Yes, Dream Sphere. The musical journey that takes you through the realm of fantasy is now available at mindwipestudios.info. 14 tracks plus a couple of bonus tracks, all available for the neat little price of 10 bucks US. $10 US or A. So check it out today. It's got some great tracks, including Witchwood, Dream Sphere, Flights of Dragons, and many, many more. Dreamsphere available at mywinestudios.info. GTO. Good times only. Welcome to my boot party, party. 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 I got Nikes and Reeboks, I got Tims on the shelf, it go one, two, three, I could pin them myself, I'm the biggest, I'm the baddest, I'm the beast in this place, up in the ring and get a size 16 in your face, ain't no shoe rack, it's a boot rack, put your feet in the air where your boots at, everybody wanna talk, ain't nobody do that, rearrange your face, everybody like who that, who that boy that got that boot, that's my homie, that's my homie, who that boy that got that boot, that's Marconi, that's Marconi, macaroni, whatever, spaghetti, splash them in sauce, the boot boss, come and get it, that's the line you don't cross, Big Boot your head off. He's a man, it's called the medics. He just laid that boy flat, flat as a bed made of And welcome back to I think this is episode 148 of uh I, I lost count again, even though I promised that I wouldn't lose count last week. As this is the this is the hectic life I leave, ladies and gentlemen. It's a whole indie show with Xander and Ashley. And joining us uh once again, uh I think the last time he was with us was I'd say close to about a year ago. Give or take, I have to look at the record. Something like that. Uh, one half of the Crusade for Change. Uh, I don't know. I, you know, it's, it's the man himself, TJ Marconi. TJ, welcome back to the show. Thank you, guys. Thank you for having me back on. Well, uh, I guess the uh, the first thing we need to touch on, even before your busy schedule this week, is how busy you've been since we last talked. 
Um, I know. <laughs> I know. It, it's finally, it's finally, man. I guess I got to thank you guys a little bit too. It's finally, uh, finally picking up for me. You know, people finally got to see what I can, what I could do in the ring. And, uh, I've been keeping busy and it's, uh, it's definitely better. I'm, I'm happy. I'm happy with wrestling. I'm more happy with wrestling now wrestling once or twice a weekend at the minimum. And, uh, it's definitely a lot of fun. It's, uh, so it's good times, as my shirt says. Definitely. Definitely. Uh, and go ahead, Zender. Yeah, I was going to say, you know, you don't have to thank us. Uh, you know, credit has to go to you because obviously you've been going all over the uh, the wrestling media and, you know, promoting yourself and where, you're, where you've been over the last year has given people to watch more of Beyond Wrestling and, of course, of yourself. And, of course, word of mouth has been going around over the last year, which has gotten yourself over to other places, uh, you know, not only in New York City, but in some other areas as well. Yeah. It's, uh, it's, it's, been, it's, been, a, it's been a good ride this past year. I've been up and down the East Coast. I went to the Midwest. I'm trying to get further West. I'm trying to get further South. So let's uh, hopefully by year's end, I accomplish those things too. Because looking and at then it, I got to come out there and go to the, I got to come to the UK. I know that's been on my bucket list. Oh, my <laughs> word. I went to my, I went I gotta, to my I gotta, first I gotta get show. A couple of uh, okay. months back, I went to the Shikara, um, oh, the first Shikara show. I can't remember what it was. I've forgotten the title, uh, Sandra. Wolverhampton? Uh, that's, yeah. Awesome. Uh, had some crazy fun. How'd my boy Jocka do over there? Uh, he did the Carlton. Okay, sweet. <laughs> <laughs> he did the Carlton. Max Mashmaster uh, was less than impressed. <laughs> that's great. That's, that's, all, great. that's all I need to say. It was just one of the best bits. That's great. Um, but yeah, just um, you've got your stuff from beyond... The one thing, you know, to to to, to obey to do a bane here and say injustice. The fact that uh, the Kimber bombs went over on you on TFT three sixteen. Yeah, yeah. Which yeah, I, I was, up. you know, yeah. I, as soon as I looked at the the way that the the roster was planned in the brackets, I was like, considering the feud that's been going on between you and the God State Gods, I was basically going. Mm. This is bound to be the second round match, but nope. Yeah, Drew know, I, flipped me. Damn it. Um, like, um, I'm not here to question decision making, but I'm going to question decision making on that one. You know, <laughs> so, so sometimes even it, it 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 writes itself, and it just if it doesn't get put on paper, it doesn't happen. So you know, yeah. I it, it, and to pull down the fo- the fourth wall. The crusade for change is like a real life struggle as well. So it's not even just the art form that we're presenting to you and the story that we're presenting to you. It's real life too. You know, like it's only so much that we can do. We have to, uh, has to be written on paper guys. And, um, yeah, the Kimber bombs beat us, you know, good for them. You know, Kimberly and Cherry, fantastic athletes. It's just the story written, it wrote itself, but it wrote itself wrong in my opinion. <laughs> I, I think the money would have been in. Kimberly's they, the money was the money was getting was the crap beaten out of her by Chris Dickinson a few months back, <laughs> yeah, which could have been accomplished anyway. It's yeah, bookings went the other way. 
Well, I mean, who knows? We, still, we, 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 we finally got a main event. We finally got a poster, huh? Finally. Yeah. <laughs> uh, who knows? Maybe at some point, maybe you'll have a rematch uh, with the camera bombs, you know, since they, uh, I, they've been kind of blowing up the last couple of months. I, I don't mean to sound weird, but I'm good. I, we, <laughs> I'm good. Yeah. <laughs> I don't, I, I protect, I, in the gender wrestling is cool and all, but like once you do it once, no, I'm good. <laughs> we don't want you doing a juicy product and invading Shine or Shimmer to get the tag belts there. <laughs> I, yeah, I, 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 want, I want male tag belts. I'm good. I'm good with. I don't want female <laughs> tag belts. I want male tag belts. Now, one of the really tasty matches uh, through your last twelve months was uh, a match that you had back at uh, ACE American Championship Entertainment when you took on some bloke called Eddie Kingston. I, I've never heard of this man. <laughs> yeah. No, I don't know. The War King or something like that. Or, or something along those yeah. lines. And me and Eddie tore it up, man. And then it spilled on to a tag match. Went me and uh, Stockade, known as the Brother Club, versus Dan Moff and Eddie Kingston. And we brawled all around the arena, threw guardrails at each other's nacho, nacho cheese, hot dogs. I threw an old man at Eddie. It was, it was, it was definitely a good time, man. Eddie Kingston is one of the best. And I got to share a ring with him, and it was fantastic. <laughs> And soon you know, after that, oh, go ahead, Sandra. I was just going to quickly mention, you know, you mentioned the the Brother Club. Now, what was the reasoning behind that name? Um, it was on a road trip up to Beyond Wrestling. I'm riding up with Stockade, and uh, you know, if uh, you guys don't know Stockade, you know, he's been doing it for I think double the amount of time I've been. He's been in for almost ten years, and uh, it's just a good dude, man. And uh, we were rocking and rolling, listening to a podcast, and we heard Luke Gallows talk about uh good brother and doing the six Ferguson sticks. So then I just popped us. And then we started going around saying, fuck the bullet club. We're going to be the brother club. And for some reason it caught on. I have no idea why. Like we were just like doing a rib fucking going around being like, Oh, brother club. Yeah, brother. Just being extra, extra like old school Memphis brother, brother wrestler. And like, everyone's like, can we get in the brother club? And we're like, sure. Like we just like started initiating people to a fictionist group. And now it's like, about 30 people are in the brother club you know if you like you go up to like i know sandra if you go to hog and go up to uh gango and you're on the line like hey man the yeah. brother club and he's gonna throw out the brother club you know it's it's crazy <laughs> it's like it just took it took on a life of its own but uh yeah me and stock were tagging as the brother NWO club we're, we're the, the amount of people in your group <laughs> I, right there, we, we, we got black and red we said so we got black and red we got silver and black we got the white and black, and then we got the Latino uh, Brother Club. So, like, that's when we got all the Lucha guys in the Brother Club, too. I'm kind of surprised that I'm kind of surprised that you haven't tried to make like uh, your own shirts of that. Well, I, I, I think we're so overdone. Everyone's got a, a NWO ripoff or a Bullet Club ripoff. Like, and I'm, I'm probably gonna make a Brother Club shirt soon, but I just don't want it to be a, ri- a blatant ripoff of something already out there. I come up with something. My unique on my own, even though the Brother Club itself is a ripoff of the Bullet Club and Good Brother. But I mean, I want to kind of do something that's not a ripoff. So once I figure out what's not a ripoff, I'm going to definitely make some Brother Club shirts. That's a very good point. I mean, you know, we've seen several people do their own parody shirts of the Bullet Club. And, you know, everyone, everyone, the Cupcake Club, this club, <laughs> I've seen how many goddamn Bullet Club shirt parodies were there. I was like, I'm not going to be that guy. Yeah, I, I even saw a uh, a certain uh, announcer uh, in the New York City area. I think you might have seen him at the last uh, Five Borough show where he had his own uh, Bullet Club S. Yeah, shirts. that's right. That's <laughs> right. That's right. Jesus Christ. It, 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 it went on to a whole new level, man. It's just, <laughs> there's, there's some stuff that needs to be, needs to be, needs to be taken around back and put to pasture. 
Well, you know, I'm, wonder, I'm now wondering if Caveman is going to have a shirt that says the Club Club. <laughs> that would actually make sense. Yeah, <laughs> it probably would. That would actually make sense. It would, uh, I would put, you know, Club Club. Caveman. <laughs> yeah, it's probably a good thing now that uh, New Japan has uh, finally put a, a kibosh on that, you know, parody club shirts. Oh, but, yeah. but I'm sure they'll be they'll be they'll be a way around it. They'll figure out a way. Oh yeah, of course they'll probably just sell it at the live show. There's always a way. That's it. Yep. There's always a way. <laughs> yeah. So if any uh, designers are listening, you know, hey, TJ wants some uh, original designs. You know, hit them up. <laughs> yeah, man. I have something so in the works. I'm just waiting to. I'm waiting. I'm, wait, I'm waiting to get it. Get it right. Get the colors right. Get the look right. So, looking through uh, the history that I've got here, apparently you wrestled four matches on one show back for Warriors of Wrestling. Yeah. Um, speaking of Warriors, like I came into Warriors. Um, I would say late last year, you know, it's a company in Staten Island that like a lot of people overlooked and I came in there and I just saw like a bunch of young, hungry wrestling talent that was like, that should be everywhere. Like you go to indie mm-hmm. shows nowadays and you see the same talent and it's kind of getting stale. I came here and I saw guys that, that haven't been everywhere yet and were extremely talented. And the only thing that they were lacking was internet presence. And there's one thing that I know how to do, what I've learned how to do over my like tenure as a wrestler is how to hell promote myself on the internet. And I just hooked up with a guy running uh, Warriors Wrestling. His name is Joe Bellini. He's a, like one of the only promoters that like genuinely like i would i respect a lot and like he's a former wrestler so he knows how the business goes and he treats his boys right and that company just has grown since uh, i've been there at least like their internet presence came up and then we started doing tapings at the school and now all these guys are getting more notoriety because they're getting on youtube they're getting more more exposure and it's just and the company itself i think is going to be a destination spot within a next year because before they have no they had zero internet presence and they were still drawing two two fifty with no names, no indie names, maybe one mm-hmm. WWE name. And now that they have an internet presence, they're going standing room only. And I think it can only grow. Like for New York City, um, if Staten Island, which is kind of separated from the five boroughs to give a geography lesson. Like there's New York City and then like like Brooklyn and Queens and Bronx, like right next to New York City. Staten Island is like the redhead stepchild and it's still drawing well. So if, if they can draw well out here, plus you have Hog and Queens, which I'm debuting for next uh, in a couple of days, like New York City wrestling is just going to grow. And I'm very happy about that. Definitely. And that's a segue there that you mentioned that. Uh, of course, uh, over the last uh, couple of weeks, there's been a new promotion that's uh, going to debut uh, in the next couple of weeks, uh, Tier 1 Wrestling. And uh, I'm yeah. wondering, uh, has uh, anybody in that promotion has been in contact with you to have you be on their debut show? I've had. I've, I, had I did get in t- contact, but just it hasn't worked out with dates. And because uh, right now um, I locked in a date already on the day of their debut. And I wish them nothing but the best. Like a lot of my boys are on there, like uh, Rude Boy Riley, James Logan, Joey Ace, you know, um, the Jesse Bonesaw Brooks, um, a lot of guys that I, I like like that are the upper commerce Kyle the Beast are going to be on that show. It's just that uh, J- um, July 10th, I have another booking, but I, I do wish them all the best. I think tier one's going to take off too. And then the, more wrestling in New York City is better for everybody. If there's like five big wrestling companies in New York City, then that's more work for all the boys. And that just makes me happy. Definitely, definitely. You know, of course, you know, they have like 
uh, pretty good known local talent, as you mentioned, but also some a few uh, known uh, wrestlers from some, a few major yeah. independent promotions. So, yeah, um, so Champa, Luke, uh, Luke Hawks is going to be there, right? Yeah. Of course, you know, you got Homicide, of course, uh, from Bedside, oh. of course. Everybody knows him. And, oh, uh, the 187. And then you got the former Shikari champion, right? Yeah, you know Icarus. Yeah, Icarus, yeah. Yep. That, that was the one that caught me off guard. I was like, wow, Icarus is going to be on this. Okay. Yeah. And, of course, Caveman. There you go. Club Club. I, it's all I that. Love club. You got to love Club Club, man. <laughs> yeah. And also, as part of the Valkyrie Showcase, Bonesaw Jesse Brooks, who... I think in your last match, judging by uh, your YouTube page, which only has nine subscribers, subscribe to him, people. I know. On I know. I, I, I'm, I'm just like, that's the one thing of social media that I haven't like promoted, I guess. As I, my Twitter exploded, my Facebook exploded, Instagram, Snapchat, YouTube, uh, I leave it to the companies to promote my stuff. But uh, yeah, I'm going to start building up my YouTube. So fucking subscribe to me, man. Good times only. Come on. I'm going to start putting up videos yeah. and make my own like Kevin Steen yeah. montage. You know? <laughs> Check out the video that he put up uh, a couple of days back, hyping up the war games thing. Because my word, oh, yeah. you put on, you put on a pretty good promo there. Yeah, man, I, that that's speaking from the heart, you know. Um, that's just speaking from the heart. I've been I've been held. I've I personally feel that I've been held back at what I considered my home promotion at Beyond Wrestling, and then this Sunday at War Games, I'm taking it out on all five of them in the ring with me, and every fan that's doubted me, and every boy in the back that's doubted me, and then the owner that's doubted me, because like I've been killing it over a year in multiple companies, but the one company that I consider my home, I've been held back for people that I'm better than. And it's just like that was just TJ speaking from the heart. And it's just, it came out well on camera. And a lot, I began a lot of good praise from that. And then thank you for telling me that you liked it. I just, uh, yeah, check that out. That's me just shooting straight, you know? That's just me, that's me speaking from the heart. So, and also, the, um, I think it was for, was it for the last show? Like the whole. Well, I think you were doing another shoot again where you were basically saying how quite a lot of people were stealing sort of your gimmick. Sort oh, yeah. of targeting quite a lot of people. Like, uh, certainly oh. the way that Lever is going very purge stuff for her shine stuff is very reminiscent oh of obviously uh, the, the anonymous masks and everything. And, and then there's been the, the KRD that, um, you know, I'm not one to name names, but a certain ROH guy who has pull was at a Beyond Wrestling show and feuded with the Crusade. And then a couple months later, a Crusade-esque angle is at Ring of Honor. And then it started way back then when we weren't even that big yet. And then the faceless show up at friggin' uh, This Is Progress out in the UK. I'm like, we really reached across the friggin' uh, across the pond over there, too? <laughs> then a company down south was doing an anonymous angle, and they were talking about We Are Change. Then a company in Minnesota was doing it. I'm like, wow, if we're getting copied, how come the company that's booking us can't push us? <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, there's a saying in wrestling, everybody steals from everybody. Exactly, and I have no problem with that. Um, you know, the um, the one guy that I would say like, he didn't steal from it, but he had a similar angle was Anthony Gango, and then he like messaged me, goes, "Hey man, you're cool doing this," and I'm like, "Absolutely, man, do your thing. I love what you're doing there." He was doing the rogue gimmick with the mask, and I loved it, man. Like I, I, I'm all about everyone making more money and everyone having a good time, and he messaged me, and he didn't have to, but like they were just blatantly ripping it off and then like not even hitting me or Darius up or asking us anything. It was just unbelievable in my book. 
it, no, that's my only one criticism of Lever at the minute. Normally, she like switches up her cosplay and whatever. I think it's like three or four straight shows that she's just gone purge. Uh, I know. Lever has definitely been watching. That's why I've been using that. I'm like, we know you're watching. So it's it's a little a little crazy how Lever out of out of nowhere is being doing purge stuff at, at all these places. <laughs> And again, I have I have heard she's been busy getting into Blue Panther recently as well, which is a bit of an issue. Uh, but whatever. I think that should be her gimmick throughout the entire indie scene. Blue Panther's the most over gimmick in, in uh, NXT in my book, besides Tyler Breeze. Yeah, on Periscope. <laughs> my word, that gimmick's going to get abused. I, 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 listen, if Tyler Breeze, if, if, they, if they ever get rid of Tyler Breeze, which I hope they don't, I will pay myself to fly wherever his first booking is and wrestle him. Because Tyler Breeze is probably <laughs> is my is I think the star of NXT. Even though Balor's great and Kent is great and and Generico's great, Tyler Breeze has got it. He understands what wrestling is. Mm-hmm. And he keeps losing the one contender matches because it's not fair. <laughs> uh, no, he's never gonna. He's gonna he's gonna be Rick the Model Martel. He's just gonna he's gonna get the little bit of a push. And they're gonna they're gonna put him back down. They're never they're never gonna give him the belt. Unfortunately. <laughs> Hopefully he gets up to the main roster very soon. Um, uh, Now, your last match, uh, you actually teamed up with Rikishi. Warriors uh, of Wrestling. Yeah, it was a couple weeks back. It wasn't my last one, but it was definitely most recent. I got the team with a Hall of Famer. It was uh, me, Bonesaw Brooks, who is like the the new age Taz. Like if Taz had a woman, like a a woman version, it's it's Bonesaw. Like she throws guys around like it's going out of style. Then to team with a Hall of Famer was... Unbelievable! Like I got to relive my childhood and do the do the dance and watch my uh, my partner and other companies get the stink face. It was pretty cool. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, if if anybody has to check it out, you have to watch it. It's uh it's quite entertaining, I must say. Oh my god, it was fantastic. <laughs> now, uh, just going back, um, the last time I saw you was at a five borough not that long ago. Where yeah. you were involved in a three-way match, and a lot of people, you know, had mentioned it was the most randomest match, and it it, it pretty much was. It, it was the most random match in independent wrestling history. <laughs> it was um, myself versus the Combat Zone Wrestling, that's ZZW, you know, Deathmatch Galore uh, owner DJ Hyde versus a um, lucha guy, but you know, a very talented guy who's uh, comes out of the Hog Wrestling School in Queens, Smiley. Yeah. So you have Deathmatch guy, like Baby Nash. And then Lucha guy. Wait, what? In a three-way match in Brooklyn. It was the most <laughs> random match ever promoted. But I, I, uh, Sandro's day would tell you, I think it was pretty good. Yeah, it, it actually was. Uh, you know, the, the crowd was definitely into the match. And to my surprise, because I don't think many people knew who DJ was, but he got, I thought, probably the biggest reaction out of that match, which was just really surprising. Yeah. It was it was it was definitely weird, man. It, but it, it, sometimes weird is good for the world of wrestling, and that definitely was a good match. And, and the five, weird five thing was the fo- the following night on CZW, he was getting cheers just because he brought in Nick Gage. <laughs> this is the guy that for the past three or four years has been booed and hated by them just because of one thing, and uh, it's you were the catalyst, TJ. Everybody yeah, cheered I, him that I, I, weekend. I, I, no, I could. It's, I'm such a bad. I'm just a bad guy that they started cheering DJ Hyde. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, you know, of course, uh, Smiley 
uh, won the match, and then after the match, you uh, pretty much sent him a message that uh, this yeah, isn't I, over. I, I, I choke slammed him through the almost through the roof. I threw him up in the air so high he almost went through the ceiling. And then I got him next Friday night in, uh, in Queens, New York, in the Elks Lodge, just me and Smiley one on one. And uh, I'm looking really looking forward to that. It should be a really good match. I think technically that would be, cl- be classified as a world exclusive. Unless, oh, of course, they put it on their Facebook page by the time this goes out in um, a couple of days. I, um, I think they do RF video. I'm not 100% sure. I'm, I can find out for you guys and then like message you on Twitter. But I think Five Borough does go through RF video now. But um, again, okay. I'm not 100% sure. The, I know I know Five Borough haven't put it on their Facebook page yet. So technically no. that's an exclusive. No, I hope yeah. they mention that. Yeah. <laughs> Publicity for us. Yes. It's another way around. Yeah. Um so yeah, the it's a busy couple of weekends for you. Uh so we'll start off with uh your debut this Friday for House of Glory at high intensity four when you're in six month scramble action. They put me in the ring with a bunch of midgets. <laughs> no, but um, it should be a lot of fun. it should be a lot of fun, man. Uh, I'm probably just gonna throw these guys around like the small guys that they are, and I'm not gonna be on the same show as AJ Styles versus uh, PJ Black, formerly known as Justin Gabriel, which is uh, probably the indie dream match, you know, for a lot of people. And then Samoa Joe first Chris Dickinson part one. So just to be on a show of that magnitude, make my my debut on like is that's kind of like a WrestleMania s thing or. Maybe the like the, the SummerSlam, you know what I mean? And I'm debuting on it, so it's a pretty big deal for me. And I'm looking forward to it. I hope, hopefully, uh, I turn enough heads so I keep coming back. Considering one of your opponents is Big Daddy Cruz, I don't think everybody's going to be a midget. No, no, I, I saw him. He he calls himself Big Daddy Cruz, but I think he's just short and wide. He really isn't that big. Oh, right. Like I, <laughs> there's a, there's a lot of different shapes in that. There's only one tall guy. There's only one giant like me. All right. There's a, a lot of skinny guys. There's like one big round guy. But uh, yeah, he calls himself Big Daddy, but he's not that big. Yeah. Just wide. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I think the last time I was at the, the House of Glory show was back in December. I, I think I saw him in the pre show match. And uh, yeah, pretty much uh, TJ is uh, very accurate on what he said. <laughs> <laughs> he's not tall, he's rotund. There you go. <laughs> right that's the word yeah i think so <laughs> i think that's the uh uh the politically correct version he's vertically challenged but horizontally not challenged <laughs> <laughs> oh and then uh saturday uh you've got uh, a show for nywc new york wrestling connection uh at the fusion at the uh, the sportatorium yeah, the NYWC Sports Tour. I'm in a pub crawl brawl, which is exactly what, oh, it, sounds- yeah, totally, exactly what it sounds like. Um, it's me and my partner, and we're wrestling uh, JT Kaysen. It's my partner, Braden Knight, and he's a Brother Club member, too. So that's like that's that's the, uh, that's the that's the hall of the Brother Club. If I'm Mesh and Stockade's Hogan, he's the hall. So um, it's going to be good. That one. One's gonna be weapons and beer bottles, and I'm just making sure I don't cut my face, because I gotta be able to get into war games unscathed. 
Yeah. Hopefully it goes better than the barroom balls that you had on uh, WWF back in the day. Oh, yeah. If I'm doing anything, I'm being Bradshaw <laughs> and just knocking people out. Yeah. Let's go. Simple, direct. Bang. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, the, the big one. Uh, Sunday. Finally. Uh, Finally. The, the only cage match that matters. Screw you, WWE. Exactly. <laughs> they did this on purpose, didn't they? No, They're I, screwing I, I, over I beyond wrestling. Wrestling and WWE just does elimination chamber. So fuck my cage match, you know. God damn it! Yeah, it's not but, just uh, beyond with a conspiracy against you now. It's the WWE. What's I think Cordero and Vince. Are, I think I think it's a conspiracy. <laughs> but you know, I take War Games over Elimination Chamber any day. You know what I mean? Like I, the War Games is the match that like everyone wants to see come back, and now it's coming back in an independent promotion in Providence, Rhode Island. So we beat you to the punch. Yeah. You and uh, Derek teaming up with Danny Only and the Minutemen. Taking yep. on, uh, they call themselves the Beyond Originals when one of them's injured. <laughs> yeah, one of, the, one of them already injured himself. Yeah. So uh, we heard who we, we got, who they got to replace him, and um, he's another one who thinks he's an original. And he's, I can't spoil it for you guys, but it's another guy who thinks he's an original, and he's falling apart too. So they probably didn't they mm. upgrade mm. that much. Uh, you see, I'm just wondering whether you and Corvish should settle your differences in another way as well, perhaps inside the cage. Because <laughs> back in September last year, uh, technically he was crowned the WWF No Mercy champion at the Shikara Fan Conclave. Oh. Back at King of Trios. So the question is... I, I kind of... I, I, I was there yeah like how, how good are your skills on no mercy and <laughs> yeah, i don't know if anyone if you guys were there or not or if anyone listening was there or not but i in fact wasn't defeated at the no mercy tournament at the king of trios i wow. was there i was d'lo brown i went five and oh and then i got bored i got bored eric corvus He's been ducking me. He's been ducking me on N64. He's been ducking me in real life. I went five and zero at the Shikara King of Trios Conclave, and I didn't even know there was a tournament going on. Because I should have just stayed on there and won the goddamn thing. Because D'Lo Brown is unstoppable in No Mercy. That would have been D'Lo Brown versus Al Snow. That's D'Lo a match Brown for any Sunday night man- here. If anyone has been played N64, no mercy. You know D'Lo Brown is the god gift. God's gift to, to, to no mercy. D'Lo Brown is just unstoppable in that game. The taunting, both his finishers are pins. It's just, it's great. Yeah, se- secretly, you know, that that's the way it should be decided as well as war game. I think we should have no, war game. That, that should be the VIP match. That should be the VIP match. Pull out a TV, get an N64. <laughs> Do a pre-show, a VIP pre-show N64 match. Yeah. What, yeah uh, no. First, first round N64, second round real fight. <laughs> exactly. 
Now, uh, you know, since the last couple of months in Beyond Wrestling, uh, yourself and Darius have added more members in the Crusade for Change. And, you know, since that time, uh, how do you feel that the, Min- the Minutemen have progressed uh, as far as being a part of the Crusade? I think the Minutemen, they definitely need it. Um, Devin has accepted the Crusade for Change, like, role, and is I think it's flourished. Uh, Devin Blaze has just picked up on what we've been preaching and what we've been like how we've been promoting ourselves and Devin Blaze has become like awesome Tommy as well but I think Devin's the one that's like really taken it and like just used it to his advantage and promoted himself well and got himself you know more notoriety within the company and other companies uh Danny only unfortunately got hurt on like right when he was extending up and now he's back but I think Danny only can only get can grow from here too and I hope Tommy steps up and then you know we got people wanting to join left and right (laughs) So uh, I, I know Sozio wanted in, as another guy wants in. So let's see. Maybe we'll get more members this Sunday. You, you know what? I was wondering about that because I remember uh, Sozio had posted a picture on Instagram of him wearing that uh, the mask. And I don't know if that was a hint that he was going to be involved at the, at the last Beyond show, but uh, I don't think he was a part of that. Yeah, we, we, we tried. You know, I think Sozio would be the perfect man. And uh, it's just you know, domestic disturbances happen, and then – People's egos get in the way. Hmm. Well, is there is there any chance of possibly adding, uh, I guess, more members to the crusade uh, down the line? Yeah, we'll definitely. Have, I think we'll. I think we'll have a sixth guy come out on Sunday, just as backup. Uh, That's you, exclusive. That's exclusive. <laughs> exclusive number two. Yeah. My word. Mm. Should be we'll very definitely have, we'll, we'll definitely have a sixth guy in our in our, in our corner. So, you know, as if this weekend wasn't busy enough, next week uh, on the Friday, uh, you're heading back to Five Borough Wrestling. The Elks Lodge. Uh, Yeah. It's going to be good, man. Val Venus is on that show, Samoa Joe again. So I get two weekends in a row with Samoa Joe. Uh, Robbie E's on that show. Tremendous is on the show. Uh, it should be a lot of fun. Uh, and uh, the Elks Lodge in Queens always draws. It's always a nice crowd in the venue. So I'm looking forward to that. And then the following day, I'm back at Warriors of Wrestling, which, you know, I, I love the crowd here. Like I said before, it's just they've been building a great audience. And I'm in a match with uh, Abdul Nasir, part of a group I've been feuding with over here. And we should tear it up there. And then the following day is uh, participating and learning from one of the best, uh, Dean Malenko. He's doing oh, cool. a seminar. Yeah. Very nice. I think any any uh, you know young indie guy out there, any like wrestler out there that needs to wants to learn to get an edge, find out a way to get involved in that seminar because I think Dean Malenko is one of the best guys to learn from, and I get to learn from the uh, two Sundays now, two Sundays from now. Definitely, that's uh, and that's just the next two weeks. I you know. You said you want to go, go as, to Chicago, as far yeah. north, south, east, west as you can. And I'm going to this Chicago. Be a busy year. And then I'm coming back to, and then I'm doing two shows in New York the week after Chicago. Then I'm trying to fill the date after that. So hopefully if there's a guy listening to me that wants to book me on the last week in June, make it happen. I'm just going back and forth, up and down. You know, I'm making it happen, man. I'm trying to get my name out there more. Definitely. Yeah. Now, um... I guess the big thing that we might as well talk about going into the 
the other indie wrestling stuff outside of you is everything that's broken within the last, I'd say six hours as of recording with the whole Wednesday, Ring of Honor now making. Wednesday. Yeah. yeah Wednesday, Wednesday becoming the day of everybody's having a wrestling show. <laughs> Wednesday night raw. It's Wednesday night raw. Wednesday night war. Sorry, I'm 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 becoming dyslexic over here. You got you got the you got the E running. You got ROH running. You got TNA running. You got Lucha Underground running. I'm probably forgetting another one, but everyone's running on Wednesday nights now. I think Smash TV and um, you know Smash Wrestling and CWF Mid Atlantic are putting YouTube shows up on at like eight Eastern. Everyone, so. Everyone's running. Everyone's running on on uh, Wednesday nights now. So Monday night's done. So WWE fucking put Raw on Wednesday nights because Wednesday night's the hot spot now. <laughs> yeah, Wednesday night Raw and SmackDown at the same time. Yeah, exactly. Give people a choice. <laughs> yeah, House of Hardcore is going to have market domination on Tuesdays now. <laughs> yeah, House of Hardcore got it wrapped up right now. Tuesday night they're by themselves. They don't have any competition. Yeah. Wednesday night's the hard the hard day. You got to compete with everybody. Well, and I think actually, the... no, Fridays as well for New Japan as well. Oh, yeah, true. <laughs> well, I, well I I'm, think... I'm sure SmackDown will move to Wednesday at a, at a, or something like crazy yeah. like that. <laughs> well, I think the best thing is now with the technology we have, we could probably watch them at, at our own convenience so we don't have to watch it all at once. Yeah, but that just takes away. I think that takes away the joy from it. I remember flipping and flopping through the channels as a kid, and that's what, like, oh, shit, yeah. do I turn off Jericho and turn on Steve Blackman? What do I do right now? <laughs> that yeah, that was true. the dilemma for me last week when Alternative 2 happened. Yeah, I had the stream oh. on, and there was some damn good wrestling on it, and then Owen shows up to face Eno, and I'm like, what do I do? <laughs> that's another thing I have like there's been two raw alternatives and I haven't been on any of them what the come on man <laughs> I, I think <laughs> if it if if it gets as good as it should be war games I think should be on number three no shit <laughs> I, I think the match we had at Battle of New England last August the six man tag should have definitely been the Beyond Wrestling match for alternative. I mean, it was just top to bottom, a really great trios match. Told a good story. Everyone looked so much better and got elevated. And the fact that that hasn't been released on YouTube yet is a travesty. Them damn young boys. It was voted That's Beyond Wrestling match of the year. We beat, we beat an Iron Man match. It's a damn conspiracy. It's, it, I say it's the Young Bucks. <laughs> They're trying to take over the world one by one. The, the young Bucks came out with their suckets and the super kicks and ruined indie wrestling. <laughs> <laughs> oh my word! Oh. But yeah, it's it's really getting crazy. The fact that pe- you know people are still saying I shouldn't be in. You know, all we should be interested in terms of wrestling is. The, the you know the main stuff on TV when you're getting more and more shows popping up every day in your local area, more and more people you know more and more companies now putting up content online for free on YouTube or even you know recently AIW have put up their entire stuff on archive for like seven ninety nine a month. Chikara have got their subscription service as well. Yeah, it's. It's a big boom for, for wrestling right now. Not only is, you know, the, the top companies, quote-unquote top companies, doing well, I think the indies are just really, like, hot right now, like the early 2000s. It's every company is growing, and it's, everyone is, is, is getting their content out there, getting their content out there, and it's just, um, 
It's a good time to be a wrestling fan or a wrestler, I think. Social media for once is a good thing because it's getting the yeah. word out there for more yeah, shows want, than people want you could ever get back on AOL. <laughs> oh, yeah, my God. Looking up to the old, the old message boards to get indie results. Now you just type <laughs> it in on YouTube. There you go. It's already up. It's already up. There's a highlight video. There's a hype video. And there's, there's clips on Instagram. There's a highlight video. Yeah. Oh my word! <laughs> it, yeah, it's the, the time we live in. It, it's 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 good, although you'd still get the trolls. God damn it! <laughs> <laughs> There's always gonna be that one guy. Yeah. No, we, we, yeah, we're trying to be the crusade for change of of independent wrestling podcasts or whatever. <laughs> Hopefully, and, uh, <laughs> let's make it happen. Hopefully, it works. I think it's working. <laughs> Anyway, so, yes, uh, in terms of if you want any details for the House of Glory stuff, by the time the show goes up, uh, tickets will be available at the door for you to get uh, at Jamaica, New York. Uh, for New York Wrestling Connection, yeah. go to nywcwrestling.com. Uh, for Beyond Wrestling, it's lookmanofans.com. Uh, Fiber no, Wrestling, uh, you just need to inbox their Facebook page for ticket info, or you can purchase them at the door as well. Um, for Warriors of Wrestling, it's warriorsofwrestling.com. So that's all the places you need to go. Uh, yeah, man. TJ, Two weeks. hype up your social media. Instagram, YouTube, Tumblr. I don't know. I got, Vine. I, that's the, I, don't, I, don't have a Tumblr, I don't have a Tumblr or a Vine. That's the next thing. But, uh, yeah, my, my YouTube is pathetic right now. I don't even know until you guys tell me. It's uh, youtube.com slash goodtimesonly. Give me some subscribers. I'll put up funny content for you guys to enjoy. Uh, Facebook.com slash TJ Marconi. Instagram, I'm at Good Times Only. Twitter, I'm at. Oh, am I good? No, Twitter, I'm uh, TJ Marconi. I forget sometimes. And then uh, Snapchat. Snapchat's been my go to lately. And that's uh, at Good Times Only. Snapchat's been fun. I've been getting uh, clips up of the shows I'm at, a little behind the scenes stuff. So Snapchat's been the way I've been telling people to start reaching out to me because I think that's uh, I think it's a cool, cool, new, cool new social media app. Cool. Of course, the important thing is. <coughs> oh, I forgot my my my, my, my tea store. Oh, oh yeah, go ahead. Tees. Pro wrestling tees slash TJ Marconi. If you go, guys, in the I've already sold like three shirts in Germany. I didn't even know I had fans out there. Uh, but there yeah, you, you know, yeah, pro wrestling tees dot com slash TJ Marconi, and then you know, you guys already talked about all the places to get the tickets to the shows. I say get go to the door and get there early, as you know, sometimes PayPal doesn't work right. For the shows this weekend, if you're going to come out, get to the friggin' door and get there early and get a ticket. And then for the shows next week, I say the same thing. Come to the door, get there early and get a ticket. I'm just hoping now those free shirts in Germany are worn by people at a WXW show and you get booked over there. <laughs> I, I hope. I'm, I'm begging to come to the UK because I want to wrestle Galloway in the UK. That's, you know, it's something I need. You know, I think me and McIntyre can kill it. Hang on. I, I, I'm trying to think if I know anybody from Insane Championship Wrestling. I don't think so. I, I wish I was acquainted with Grado, and not many people have said that, but whatever. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, yeah, I didn't... Um, <coughs> we we went longer than I honestly thought we would. Yeah, it was like 40 minutes. It's like time has just flown by. It's like 
this must have started about two minutes ago. Nope, it's been quite a while. Wow. Yeah. Been having... Time flies, we have. Yeah, well, good times only. You live up to your name, TJ. Exactly. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Hopefully, by the next well time fun. we do this, I'm even, I'm even more busy, so. Yeah, hopefully you're not too busy so you can still do this. It's <laughs> <laughs> time for you guys. Oh, well, thank you, TJ. Uh, so, uh, yes, uh, TJ Marconi, thank you for being on the show. And uh, hopefully, I, I think at some point, uh, hopefully later on down the year, if you're in the next TFT, if it is going to be tag team and whatever, I think I think the combo of you and Darius needs to be on eventually. Oh, the, the, that tournament was made for us to win, and it's a shame that we didn't win. But I, I digress. Secretly, I think it's a fix, but you know. <laughs> oh, it was, it, was def- it was definitely a rig. It was a rig. It was, it was, it was a, a fix on but... purpose, so they, they knew that the final match was going to be on Raw Alternative 2. <laughs> well, after the role you guys have been over the last couple of months, I think there's a. I can't see you guys not playing the tournament this year. Absolutely, and uh, it's, it's going to start for more games. We're going to beat the shit out of those five guys, and we're going to go from there. Definitely. Hey, kids, beat the shit out of each other. Well, not exactly. Whatever. Um, <laughs> don't you know, don't take me on that. I don't want to get sued. I might have to get Dave Melter in because he seems to be getting sued quite a lot at the minute. Whatever. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I'll get Paul oh, Heyman. No, be Dave Meltzer. Or I'll, I'll get those cops from Raw that clearly have never read the Miranda in their life uh, to read it to you or something. I don't know. Whatever. You gotta get NYPD anyway. cops to go to Long Island. That was smart. Yeah. <laughs> that, that, the, the same NYPD cop that looked exactly like the same LAPD cop that arrested Stephanie eleven months ago. Just saying. I know. Oh. <laughs> nope. Cons- we, we don't know. About it's that, all right, about guys? conspiracy. It's full circle. <laughs> oh, my word. Um, anyway, TJ, thank you very much. And uh, yeah, we will hope to have you on again very soon. Yes, sir. I'll see you, you soon, TJ. Yeah. Keep, I'll keep in touch. So that, Sandro nice. is probably going to, I don't want to say stalk him. But he'll be keeping tabs on him, hopefully, this weekend. We'll have to see. So, uh, hey, come on. Before, before I make this conversation even more awkward, uh, we'll take our final commercial <laughs> break. And we've got uh, more results to go through, along with previews of all the other shows coming up this weekend. So, the final part of this week's whole indie show will be coming up right after this.
Hey guys, it's me, Mr. Money on the Mic, Jeff Jackson. Just a reminder for you to listen to Sunday Night Showdown every pay-per-view Sunday as I'll be joined by my broadcast partner, the Bronx Father, Tony J. Mirabella, Harmony Boom Boom Jackson, and Mark the Shark DiCarlo as we provide the best pay-per-view coverage of the WWE. And it starts at 8 p.m. Eastern, 5 p.m. Pacific Time, every pay-per-view Sunday. Sunday Night Showdown, your home for WWE pay-per-view coverage. If you trained, say your prayers, and ate your vitamins, then you'll love the Hulkamania Chronicles. Sean Beckerman, host of Beyond the Bell, your pro wrestling nostalgia podcast, breaks down the history and career of the legendary Hall of Famer, the immortal Hulk Hogan. Each edition covers a different era in the history of the Hulkster as we relive our childhood hero. From the beginning of Hulkamania in the mid-80s and the birth of WrestleMania through the challenging times of the steroid trial all the way to his jump to WCW and the formation of Hollywood Hogan and the New World Order and then his return to the WWF leading in to the Hall of Fame. This edition covers it all. You can catch the Hulkamania Chronicles exclusively on Beyond the Bell here on the SNS Radio Network, brother. Hey, wrestling fans, do you want to break from the day-to-day ins and outs of the WWE, TNA, and Ring of Honor? Do you like talk radio that pulls no punches? And do you like your sci-fi and fantasy? Well, tune in to the Elite Force Podcast each and every midweek with Chuck W., and each weekend with William Walkie Walker and Mindwipe. Exclusively on the SNS Radio Network and the Chris Jones Gaming Network. Yeah. This is going to be fun. Final part of 
this week's whole indie show with Sandra and Ashley. And uh, yeah, I, I was amazed how t- how quickly that interview flew by Sandra. Yeah, that was a, a pretty good interview. Uh, I would say uh, better than the last time we had him because uh, a yeah. lot of stuff had occurred uh, from last year and now, of course. But yeah, that, plus also we're probably more confident because we're on, and I've worked this out, people. It's episode one forty nine, so yeah, next week's the big one fifty. So that technically means if we're doing a Colt Cabana, Kevin Steen has to be on it. I somehow think that's going to be a bit awkward, though. Regardless, <laughs> yeah, that's <clears throat> <laughs> if that suddenly yeah, happens. What? Um, uh, in case you were wondering, uh, and I've already put this in the notes anyway if you've if you've read the write-up uh the reason why there were a few sound issues with that uh is because i think tj was just getting out of the gym because there seems to be a lot of like basketball court squeaks and stuff you know he's got to be training up and getting busy and ready for his uh for his matches over the next few weeks he's got to be in good shape and uh, we managed to get him uh, admittedly relatively short notice because obviously uh, as of recording it's only a couple of way- days away from uh, the start of the craziness so we're certainly thankful for TJ for giving us time to uh, talk to him and uh, hopefully you enjoyed it it was it, you know it, it's ob- as, as you said it's different to last time because I think we c- cut loose a bit more it was more just honest sort of stuff. We, you know, uh, I think we've got an idea of how we can approach people now. So you never know. Interviews might not just be once a year, possibly, <laughs> or twice a year, I should say. <laughs> so uh, yes, uh, we've got to continue on with results because we didn't even finish them off earlier on. So. Uh, we will start off with <clears throat> Chicago shows, uh, with the, starting with the Back to Skull show from the Wrestle Factory from last Saturday, uh, which only saw five matches. We had uh, Amasis beating Missile Assault out with a 450. The Snake Pit beating the Colony with a sandwich pin on Fire Amp. Kevin Condren beat Mr. Touchdown with a DDT. <clears throat> then afterwards... Volgar was unmasked and is revealed that he is Duke Joint Lucas Calhoun. And they embrace in the ring after his unmasking. This is where I have to credit whoever the hell is doing the backstage stuff for Shikara and deciding names. Have you got any idea as to the significance of Lucas Calhoun? (laughs) <laughs> Not really. Lucas Calhoun was the understudy to Bradley Cooper in the Broadway production of The Elephant Man. The Elephant Man who had to wear a hood. Or should I say, a mask. So basically, there's hidden meaning there. And I appreciate that a lot. <laughs> I don't know whether we actually got to do stuff. But, you know, I, I searched the name because I thought I'd heard it somewhere before. 
it wasn't that you know i never thought it was that but when you realize it there's actually some significance there i don't know whether there's any significance to kevin condra other than it sounds like kevin conroy and then you just think of batman And then, of course, Condor, but whatever. Uh, we also had Princess Kimberly beat Juan Francisco de Coronado with an alligator clutch. <laughs> and then the main events, or Dasha Hatfield beat Blaster McMassive. Key things to note, uh, Blaster McMassive was on his own. There was no Devastation Corp or no Sydney Bacabella. Uh, a crucifix pin counter from Black Hole Slam got Dasha the win, followed up by a suicide squeeze. The confusing thing is, uh, Shikara 101 listed the match as being a mask versus beard match, despite the fact it wasn't. So I don't. I, I think they're making stuff up to try and get exclusives. Now at least we get the truth. No, we just ask the right questions, and TJ just tells us it. By accident. <laughs> um, so, uh, then we come to Sunday's Anniversario show from Shikara, uh, which opened with the four-corner elimination tag with NRG, Frightmare and Silver, and the Colony and the Mystery Team, which turned out to be Kevin Condren and Lucas Calhoun. Uh, interestingly, Silver Ant was getting more aggressive uh, after Frightmare was basically urging him to get more aggressive. But uh, the eliminations came with uh, Condren and Calhoun hitting a Samoan drop DDT combo on Silver Ant to give them the first fall. Uh, then the Samoan driver on Worker Ant gave Condren and Calhoun the second fall but then, thanks to some electric monkey drink, is that a real thing or or not, Sandro? Do we know if that's a real thing? Um, I I don't know. I I don't uh, drink, so I I don't know. Maybe <laughs> electric monkey drink sounds like Red Bull. I don't know. Some like weird energy drink. Could be. Uh, but it wakes up Hype Rockwell and the wind-up backbreaker gives NRG the win. Uh, then we have the United Nations beating Dash's dugout after a boar gore, gore, gore on uh, Heidi Lovelace. Uh, Oleg the Usurper beat Missile Assault Ant with the off with his head, which means Oleg has three points. And... I did like the fact, because I noticed uh, Dave Muscarella tweeting about it, that he was amazed that Oleg was getting the um, the El Generico chance. I hate to say, but the crowd I was with in Wolverhampton might have started it. Because we were doing the Oleg stuff. There you go, there you go, world. You can blame me for that, Jen. <laughs> uh, 
next up we had BDK versus the Arcane Horde in the Magic Move match, which is a top rope clothesline. Uh, interesting thing to note is Ultramantis couldn't tell Oberian and Kodama apart. It's a bit worrying. Anyway, uh, thanks to a KO punch and a choke slam on Oberian, uh, the BDK are victorious. But afterwards, because uh, people were angry, you know, people were disappointed that the magic move never happened. Until Ultramantis Black took Nokken and gave him a top rope clothesline out the ring. So people got their freebies anyway. That happened. Uh, Crown and Court took on the Gentlemen's Club. Apparently, after just one chop to the chest, Orange Cassidy tried to basically get out and give up. It was a bit crazy. But uh, eventually, it was the Great Vine Ankle Lock by Gervais that actually made uh, Orange Cassidy tap out. And through that, Crown and Court of Kimberly and Gervais Cottonbelly have three points. So they are the number one contenders, possibly, to the tag belt. Do you sense something might be happening, Sandra? Uh, it's possible. Winds of change are coming? Maybe. No, not Wade Barrett's move. Uh, Snake Pit versus the Wrecking Crew. Uh, according to reports, uh, good old Barber, the secondary referee, was absolutely crap. Uh, so, off a badly mistimed pin off at Uranagi Suplex by Kingston on Yaka, the match broke down and uh, Kingston's throwing stuff all over the place, you know, not happy with what happened. There, se- there seems to be some reports saying that the snake pit one, there's other reports saying it was a no contest. That doesn't seem to be it. Until we get the footage and can examine it, we'll find out what happened. And in the main event uh, for the Grand Championship, Hallow Wicked versus Ashley Remington. Uh, Blind Rage, Frightmare, and Hallow Wicked did a weird sort of ritual thing, apparently, with the title when they came in. Uh... Ashley Remington had two fine-looking ladies on each arm. Or, sorry, one fine-looking lady on each arm. And I think Worker Ant and Fire Ant came out in, like, mock tuxedos. You know, sort of like the ring gear for, um... Oh. What's his name in uh, FIP? Can't think of. What are you talking about? The guy who dresses up smart in FIP. Uh, I don't know. <laughs> Comes out to the Nirvana song, but the big band version. I can't remember his name. Blanked me, damn it. Anyways. Somebody will tell me. Something with a D, can't remember. Anyway. So yeah, uh, eventually it was two Yakuza Rick kick, sorry, that uh, cost Remington and uh, yeah, Hella Wicked retains. And it's already been confirmed that he will be taking on Oleg at the next show. I think it's the Chicago show coming up in a couple of weeks. 
I think. Yeah, I believe so. Which would explain why he's on the poster, certainly. So next, uh, PWG's DDT4. Yeah, that little thing. So, uh, the show started off with the Beaver Boys beating Team Tremendous with a handful of tights roll-up. So, boo them. Uh, the Inner City Machine Guns beat Drew Gulak and Biff Busick with a 450 from Swan onto Gulak. Then Trevor Lee and Andrew Everett beat Speedball Mike Bailey and Matt Seidel by assisted 630 Centon. Mike Bailey was replacing the injured Chris Sabin. So, uh, some, so uh, Johnny Gagano had a different opponent for this match, which we'll get to later. And then, the Monster Mafia beat the world's cutest tag team to win the PWG tag team titles. My God. They actually did it. Admittedly, it was thanks to some Roderick Strong interference, which is now making everybody think, is PWG going to be having a woman's world champion? Um, I don't know about that. I mean... Well, the fact that Strong interfered and cost them it, it's one of two people. It's either Joey or Candace. And I honestly think, considering Joey's time with the company, I think Candace deserves more recognition than she's got previously. Be nice to see her have a run with the world title. I mean, who knows? I mean, it is possible, but I, I don't see that happening, at least to me. We'll see. Certainly a possibility. But, but I was happy that uh, the Mafia uh, won the PWG tag titles. So then uh, Interval happened. And then next up, the Beaver Boys beat the Monster Mafia, thanks to a belt shot, to win the PWG tag titles. Yeah, fortunately that happened. But uh... Well, no. That's like... <laughs> You've had two title changes in one night for the guys that have clearly got momentum. Well, to say. well, I do, I do know that uh, Ethan had uh, tweeted like after it happened. Uh, he had said to the extent of uh, thanks PWG uh, for letting us having letting the it, yeah. PWG tag team titles, even if it was for an hour. I mean, even if it was for two hours because of the extended interval. Something like that. I'm not sure. <laughs> um, and the other semi-final, Trevely and Andrew Everett beat the Inner City Machine Guns. Somewhat of an upset there, definitely. Uh, so Johnny Gagano took on his replacement, which was TJ Perkins. And uh, Gagano won it with the Gagano Escape. Then for your PWG title, Roderick Strong retained, beating Chris Hero and Brian Cage. After pinning Cage, after hitting him with a sick kick. And then in your main event, again for the tag belts, because, you know, they're always on the line. Oh, my lordy, lord. New tag team champions again. So your tournament winners, 
and PWG Tag Team Champions. It's them Carolina boys of Andrew Everett and Trevor Lee. Blimey. How many times can you say there's been three title changes in one night? Not many. This is one of them. And then just as a a little added addition, the next show, Rock and Shock the Nation, on June 26th, the tickets go on sale next Thursday, June the 4th. But it is a Mystery Vortex show. Mystery Vortex 3, Rock and Shock the Nation. <sighs> I wonder what will happen with that. <clears throat> well, should be a lot of fun, and uh, uh, looking forward to seeing that show in uh, about two months. Yeah, can't wait to check that out with all those title changes and probably some good matches. Is the is the preview up yet on PWG nah. YouTube page or not? No, yet? no, 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 no. Unless, of course, it already is by the time that we've recorded this. Yeah, probably by the weekend or so. Who knows? Mm. So, uh, coming to the previews now, that's uh, the results done for this week. Previews, uh, we've got the continuation of the Best of the Super Juniors tournament. Uh, in case of stuff that you want to keep track of, uh, the Saturday show, which is night seven, as well as next Friday's show on the 5th of June. Uh, will be broadcast on New Japan World via the uh, via their website and everything. So keep it you know, keep it on that. Uh, I think as it stands, obviously with the rankings, I'd say it's likely that uh, Kyle O'Reilly is going to be in the final. I'd say. Although who he's up against. It's uh, it's a tough one. There's about two or three people at the minute which could be in with a shout. So next up, uh, Southside Wrestling. Yeah, I'm covering some UK stuff for a change. Uh, they're having a set of shows this weekend, starting off with Day of Reckoning 5 in uh, Nottingham. Uh, on the show, we're going to have... Uh, Justin Gabriel, aka um, PJ Black, uh, Sticks and Nixon, taking on Joseph Connors, Jimmy Havoc, and Kaylee Ray. Amazing Red taking on Marty Scroll. See, I'm looking at this and wondering how the hell are they going to fly from New York to the UK in time? I don't know. Can they do it in that quick? I don't know. Well, uh, Mark, ha oh, go ahead. No, I was going to say, unless he does it like overnight. Possibly. Not going to get much sleep, though, because it's an afternoon show. It starts at 2.30. Well. <clears throat> we'll have to see. Uh, Mark Haskins versus Flash Morgan Webster. Kenny King versus Ryan Smile. 
Will Ospreay versus Robbie X. And then a four-way with a mystery opponent as well as Pete Dunne, Auli Guerra, and Tyler Bate. That, considering after what I saw of Pete and Tyler on uh, the Chikara show, and what I've seen of Ligero on the indie wrestling that they've had on television over here occasionally. That could be a very good match. Uh, Saturday evening, they'll be having uh, Speakings 2015 again uh, in Nottingham. Doors open at 6 of the bell time 7. So basically speaking is a tournament in which there's six singles matches. The winners go into the speaking final. Which I don't know if that's elimination or not. But in the first round, it's going to be Evan Bourne versus El Legero. Justin Gabriel slash PJ Black taking on Robbie X. Amazing Red versus Pete Dunn. Marty Scroll versus Flash Morgan Webster. Will Ospreay versus Martin Kirby and Kenny King taking on Jimmy Havoc. And then in your title matches, uh, Kaylee Ray defends her Queen of Southside title against ODB. And the Southside heavyweight title will also be on the line as Joseph Connors defends against Sticks. And then moving on to Friday. Sorry, Sunday, sorry. Uh, with Notorious 5 happening at the Priory Centre in St. Neots, just outside Peterborough. Uh, the doors open at half four with a bell time of half five. For this one, you got Robbie X taking on eggs Evan Bourne. A four-way with Marty Scroll, Flash Morgan Webster, Justin Gabriel, a.k.a. PJ Black, and Will Ospreay. Mark Haskins takes on Tommaso Ciampa. Somebody want to be murdered? I don't know. Kenny King versus El Liguero. ODB and Sticks team up to take on Joseph Connors and Kaylee Ray. Uh, Amazing Red takes on Martin Kirby. And in a tag team title match, the Righteous Army take on the London Riots and the Hunter Brothers. Uh, next, uh, we've got a couple of Ring of Honor shows happening this weekend. So they're both Road to Best in the World 15 shows. I don't believe these are TV tapings. They are just live events that I'm aware of. So night one on the Friday... Sees them going to Amarillo, Texas. Uh, star to slated to appear on this show are Jay Briscoe and Jay Lethal, your world and TV champs. Uh, the Kingdom, your IWGP heavyweight tag belt champs. Mark Briscoe, Michael Elgin, Roderick Strong, the war machine of Rowan Hansen, ACH, Caprice Coleman, Dalton Castle, BJ Whitmer and Silas Young, along with others. And Saturday, uh, Ring of Honor's heading to the Oklahoma State Fair Park in Oklahoma City, Oklahoma. How many times can you say Oklahoma? Exactly. Uh, again, uh, the Kingdom, Lethal, Briscoe, or the Briscoe, should I say, Roderick Strong, Elgin, and Hanson are set to show up. As are ACH, BJ Whitmer, Caprice Coleman, Dalton Castle, and Silas Young. So then we come to one of the big ones this weekend. And that's the Killergy. <clears throat> three matches across three different companies in three days. All to decide who's the, who, who's the greatest at murder. I don't know. <clears throat> I don't think that's technically, is it, is it Sandra? 
not maybe not, but I mean, with these two guys, uh, maybe. It's possibility, yeah. So starting off Friday, House of Glory, High Intensity Four, at the Amazora NYC Arena in Jamaica, New York. Tickets to general admission are twenty dollars. Second row is twenty five. Too bad if you want the front row, it's sold out. So in a couple of dream singles matches, we're going to have PJ Black taking on AJ Styles and Chris Dickinson taking on Samoa Joe. Smiley wants revenge at Brian XL in terms of getting the House of Glory Wrestling World title back. Which, of course, he never won, but also never lost at the same time, Smiley. JT Dunn is going to be in a grudge match with Cashflow Ken Broadway. The House's Glory tag titles will be online as Amazing Crimson defend in a triple threat against EYFBO with Drastic and Autos. <sighs> and, uh, whoa. You're as tired as me, Sandra. Oh. <laughs> Sorry, I'm just getting tired. Long uh, week. And, and, you know, and nearly was me. I, I will be honest. I'm leaving that in because, you know, <laughs> that's how I feel. Yeah. I have literally been up for 22 hours. I am a crazy son of a bitch. I don't know how I got through the last, you know, part of the show without going massively yawning on you. My God. I didn't realize it was still on because I could have sworn I, just, I muted the mic. Well, it unmuted itself. Technology, you see. It's all bad. So, yeah, EYFBO uh, taking on Amazing Radio comes in for the belt, as are Joey Janela and Anthony Gangon. So, it's going to be a triple threat tag there. Uh, there's going to be a traditional five-on-five elimination tag with uh, wrestling Pokemon fanatic Andy Lee Ray captaining the team of Panda Man, Falcon Cause, Joe Quick, and Herbal Affairs of Rembrandt Lewis and Jimmy Blaze. Taking on the Juggernaut Draconis and his team of the Undead Warrior Bones, the Beautiful Nightmare Romeo Romano, and the New York Wrecking Crew of Smooth Blackmon and the Behemoth Chris Seaton. Good Hank Flanders has issued an open challenge, which will get answered by somebody probably. And as previously mentioned in your six-man scramble, we've got TJ Marconi taking on Captain Adam Falcon, Josh Glide, Big Daddy Cruz, EA James, and Nikki Heat. Also said to be part of the card, uh, Danny Demento, uh, Mark Quinn, Nikki Heat. The answer to your prayers, Ariella Nix. There you go. Peace of mind, Deo Monaco. Mikey Kid and Freddie Love. Uh, night two of the Killergy is XWA's breakout at the CLCF Incorporated venue in Cranston, Rhode Island. So other than Samoa Joe Chris Dickinson part two, you're going to have David Starr taking on Eddie Edwards. Wow, that'll be a good one. Andrew Everett debuting against JT Dunn. That'll be a good one. <laughs> Team Tremendous versus the Scumbag Nation. When when are they going to list a match that isn't that good? Because these are all awesome. Donovan Dijak versus Jimmy Preston. Antonio Atama versus TKO Ryan. Brian Fury teams up with Julian Starr to take on the Cannon Connection. And Scotty Slade versus Tyler Sexton. Uh, next, Beyond Wrestling. Uh, we'll be having their next show... Uh, what's it entitled again? The Beyond Show? 
this weekend. What was that? Sorry. The Beyond Show for this weekend. What's its title? <clears throat> Made of everything. A note of everything else but the title. It's good, isn't it? Oh, I, I just had it. Just uh, <clears throat> just to continue with the with the preview. Yeah, so uh, it's at Fet Music as ever. The VIP entrance opens at 4, the doors open at 4.30 for everyone else, and the bell time is at 5. Tickets are $25 in advance, which I think you can get up until, like, Saturday night. But even on the day of the show, for 30 bucks, you're going to get a heck of a lot of good stuff here. Yeah, the name of the show is entitled The Real Thing. The Real Thing, right. So here's The Real Thing coming to you. Uh... There's going to be two, quote, fucking tag team matches. As Stock A teams up with Matt Tremont to take on the hooligans of Devon and Mason Cutter. Uh, the hit squad of Mafia and Monster Mac take on EYFBO of Mike Drastic and Angel Ortiz. Shenron is defending his CLL world title match against somebody. From the promo video, it looks like Shenron might be taking on Kimberly. There you go. That might be a nice one. Uh, Nick Gage takes on Yaka in some crazy match, probably. Again, as previously mentioned, the War Games is going down with Crusade for Change of TJ and Darius Romo Carter teaming up with Danny Oney and the Minutemen, Tommy Trainwreck and Devin Blaze taking on the Garden State Gods and Mike Quest and Eric Corvus. Uh... The symbiote of uh, Dave Vega and Ricky Shane Page, and a mystery partner, because we don't know who. And then the final part of the Killer G with Dickinson versus Joe, part tres, because I know Spanish apparently. Dora taught it me. And finally, uh, Evolve Wrestling's got a couple of shows this weekend, which will be on iPay-Per-View via WWN Live if you want to catch them. Uh, so starting off this Saturday uh, May 30th at La Boom in Queens, New York on the card we have Tony Nice taking on Ray Horace Mike Bailey versus TJ Perkins and Trevor Lee taking on Chris Hero that'll be a nice one then Caleb Conley takes on Davey Richards in a special attraction match then it open the United Gate champion ship uh, deal as uh, Johnny Gunn and Rich Swan have an open contract to defend their belts and Drew Galloway defends the Open the Freedom Gate title against Biff Busick and then coming to Evolve 44 uh, which is going to be Sunday <clears throat> at the Roncon Coma Fire Department Hall in Long Island, New York on 177 Portion Road on this card, uh, Johnny Gagano and Caleb Conley will be part of the uh, event, but they haven't confirmed what matches they're in yet. Ray Horace faces Drew, Gallower, Drew Gulak's new protege. So Gulak's got a protege? Hold on. Hold the phone. Uh, Tony Nice versus TJ Perkins. Drew Gulak versus Davey Richards. Biff Busick versus Mike Bailey. Rich Swan. Faces Trevor Lee. And for the Evolve Championship, Roderick Strong takes on Drew Galloway. I think there might be a title change there. 
What do you think, Sandra? Um, it should be interesting mm-hmm. with that card. But uh, I, I don't know. Um, it's been just been all so confusing with that whole ranking stuff. But yeah, I don't want to repeat myself, but it seems like they. I don't know what's more confusing, that or Challenge of the Immortals. That is a very good point. Or both. <laughs> anyway. So, uh, I'll go ahead, you and say? No, I was just going to say that's it. It's a fair comment. <laughs> so, uh, that is all from us for this week. Uh, thank you for listening to all of this show. Hopefully you have, unless you skip to the end, in which case... You should really skip back. You missed some very important stuff. There was even a bit about hidden nudity in a video that everybody's seen, but you didn't know it. Am I telling the truth? You'll have to wind back and find out. Yeah, I'm leaving that pause there for dramatic effect. Uh, check out all the other shows here on the SNS Radio Network uh, or on the website, www.snsradionetwork.com in terms of details. If you want to get in touch with us, you know, whatever it be, whether it be your opinions on Ring of Honor um, or any other indie wrestling you may have seen, uh, Sandro, tell people what to do. Yeah, I, I do like the fact that you're putting it on the SNS Radio Network page, but, you know, give a response on our page. We'll, we'll, we'll openly talk about it and acknowledge it, you know, next week. Because I think this is going to be an ongoing trend in terms of... Uh, discussion stuff if if we have big news every week like this so Sandro give us more info yeah find us on Facebook uh, www.facebook.com slash the whole indie show find us on Twitter at TWIS underscore podcast you can follow myself over at Sandro TWIS S-A-N-D-R-O TWIS you can follow Ashley over at Ashes My Name UK uh, find us on iTunes and Stitcher. Just search for The Holding Show. Subscribe, rate us, and leave us feedback as well. And find all the RSS feeds and the archives of our show over at snsradionetwork.com. So, yeah, a pretty big week, especially today as a recording. Um, yeah, Friday night I will be going to the House of Glory show. Uh, get to see the first match of the Kilogy. Uh, should be a lot of fun. Uh, of course, AJ. Get to see TJ again. Yeah, I've been seeing him over the last couple of weeks on <laughs> the majority of the shows I've been in. But, uh, you know, he's a good guy. You know, he, he does what he does. And, you know. Yeah. It, it's good to see somebody like this being active and trying to get their name out and spread the word for indie wrestling. Yeah, definitely. It's always nice to hear. And it, it it's just. It, it's just good to, you know, because of the time and what happens in terms of what's coming up it just uh did fit perfectly i think there was one interview we were going to try and do but because of the way it falls with terms of their show we're certainly going to hype up their show next week um they they sent us some details on uh our facebook page didn't they we'll, we'll give them props and we'll give them a good mention next week so uh Certainly, we got you know we got a lot to cover because obviously I'm trying to think now that we're getting into June, what have we got? Um, 
So Ring of Honor pay per view. Yeah, Tournament of Death. Um, coming up. I think well. AEW's having a show as well. PWG with their Mystery Vortex stuff. That's not until July, right? No, Mystery Vortex is June 26th. Oh, fuck. <laughs> it's, the, it's right at the end of the month. That's right. Well, anyways, there's stuff happening. And, you know, we all find yeah, out. Yeah, a lot of stuff. Uh, and probably every other TV show now moving to Wednesday night. <laughs> yes. <laughs> uh, this Friday, this Friday night, uh, hopefully before uh, the evening occurs, I will be doing uh, live coverage of the House of Glory show uh, this Friday night uh, over on our Twitter. So if you want to find out what's happening on that show, uh, follow me on that page and you'll find out. Keep an eye on it and you'll get all the info, definitely. I'll try to take some uh, video footage if I'm allowed to take any. Get some video footage with TJ. Uh, yeah, I'll see if I if I can, if I'm allowed to. <laughs> right, so... Uh... Because it's nearly 23 hours since I've been up, I feel like I need a heavy drink. So, in in honor of that, Finn Lizzie's whiskey in the jar. Because, god damn it, that's how you celebrate a birthday. Yeah, I turned 26. It's the first time I've revealed it on here. Mainly because it happened a few days ago. But screw it. Too bad. Whatever. This was Sandro. That was Ashley. I've forgotten who we are. This has been your weekly slice of indie goodness. You can really tell I'm really tired. Have a good week, everybody. We'll see you next time.